Hey there, sports aficionados. You're listening to the TV Sports Play Podcast, where we talk about the business of TV sports with executives from TV networks and streaming services. I'm R. Thomas Umstead, and we're talking today to Stuart McLean, head of the recently launched Women's Sports Network, which features news coverage and stories surrounding professional women's sports leagues. The streaming network, created by Los Angeles-based production company Fast Studios, has partnered with such women's sports leagues as the WNBA, the LPGA, the World Surf League, and the Women's Football Alliance to create content for the channel. Welcome to this podcast, Stuart. Well, thank you very much for having me on. We're super excited to speak with you today. So my first question to you is, why now? Why is this the best time, do you feel, to launch this network in a very crowded and unsettled marketplace? We saw the opportunity for a a dedicated channel to women's sports, a a journey that we only started over a year ago. So it's been, the the momentum has been incredible. And, you know, the OTT space and streaming TV space suits this well. And, you know, from from where we sit, uh, we're fortunate to have incredible distribution amongst tier one distributors. So we're able to get scale. And when we were starting to speak with, A lot of the commissioners and athletes, you know, we certainly heard the level of frustration uh, across the board, not only in terms of coverage, but resource uh, and the ability to get these these stories out of these uh, around these amazing athletes. So, you know, our ability to go direct to consumer uh, and aggregate all of uh, professional women's sports. Uh, We now have 12 professional uh, leagues and federations supporting this channel. And that covers the WNBA, uh, U.S. Ski and Snowboard, Athletes Unlimited, LPGA, you know, World Surf. So we really have a broad spectrum of women's sports so that for the fan base that is, you know, actively seeking women's sports, there's now a home for the for them to come to. This is an incredibly ambitious effort and, and the team here worked unbelievably hard to make sure that we could get this channel out the door um, during the celebration of 50 years of Title IX. Good. You mentioned direct-to-consumer. Where can the consumer watch this channel at this moment? Well, today we are out live on the Amazon offerings, uh, Freebie and and Amazon Prime and, and Fire TV, LG Connected TVs, Zumo, Fubo TV. You know, really for us, uh, for any effort that we do, uh, scale is important. And, you know, the OTT marketplace and the streaming TV marketplace is still pretty young. Uh, we, we kind of view it as, uh, you know, streaming TV 2.0, maybe. Um, but, you know, from, from our seat, this, this is just going to be called TV here in a couple of years. So that's how we produce these channels. So, you know, these are full-blown cable networks with full graphics, 24-7 scheduling, by day part. And it's a very familiar format for the audience. And, and, and that's that's really what they're looking for. Is there a process at some point, a strategy to maybe extend it beyond streaming, maybe get into the linear business at some point for the distribution of the channel? Or are you looking to keep this as a direct-to-the-consumer service? No, we're very close to to jumping the shark there. Um, and again, that's 
by design. Um, you know, I, I think one of the reasons why um, our distributors have been really happy with our networks is we're overproducing for the market as it kind of currently ex exists today. And that really uh, stands out with the Women's Sports Network. So, for example, with the Women's Sports Network, we're producing, you know, up to 20 hours of original per league partner. And these originals allow us to showcase the athletes. We bring the athletes in to tell us about their great moments, what inspired them, you know, where they are on their journey. Um, and we've also made a, a significant investment in a daily studio show called Game On, uh, which is really our ver kind of our version of Sports Center, if you will, which was originally conceived because we couldn't figure out how to get from from golf to skiing to to basketball and have it all make sense. And what we've seen is there's such a lack of premium programming around women's sports in the marketplace that the game on is becoming quite useful, uh, both as a resource for the leagues and the athletes to come on and talk to us about, you know, what's happening. We had a big week with the NWSL and we had some of the players on and showed highlights. So it's a very flexible show where we can shine a spotlight on these great athletes. You talked a little bit about some of the programming. Are you looking to offer live programming as well as studio programming documentaries? What's sort of the breakdown of what type of programming we'll be able to see on the network? We absolutely are. Um, you know, obviously today as a young network, uh, we need to play within the existing broadcasting deals that are out there. Um, we will be announcing um, our first slate of live programming here shortly. But I think what's interesting for us is we did a lot of uh, research um, around uh, fans of women's sports. Um, there's a great, we have a great partnership with the Sports Innovation Lab in Boston, which is really the, the keeper of, of, of the best uh, data possible uh, run by Angela Ruggiero, um, uh, gold medal hockey player, uh, and Josh Walker. And what we learned is that really the modern sports fan and certainly the younger sports fan, they want more story. They want to know what's happening with these athletes leading up to the match, after the match. And it, it's particularly holds true in the women's sports space because you've got another layer of dynamic with these athletes who are also mothers, who are also fashion icons in some cases, who are, who are you know, they do so much more besides beyond just scoring goals. And we want to be able to showcase that as, as much as we can and, and really make them household names. We talked a little bit about Title IX and 50th anniversary and the momentum women's sports programming has been generating this year. Uh, however, it still falls well short of uh, the, the, the amount of coverage that men's sports get. You mentioned a little bit about some of the things that still need to be done. Can you talk a little bit about where the women's sports category is today with respect to not only distribution, but also awareness and how you'll be able to help grow that going forward? Well, you know, first and foremost, you know, what we like to say at the Women's Sports Network is women's sports is prime time all the time. So, you know, for the leagues and the athletes and the teams themselves, um, we're happy that we're seeing so much more pickup from the major media partners. And, you know, we, in some instances, the women's sports network acts as surround sound to those great moments. 
in, in, you know, in success. And, and as we look at 23, there will be some instances where the Women's Sports Network is taking the lead with some of those, um, some of those matches. So what I found fascinating about the, this journey, you know, personally, is most people don't realize that really with the exception of the LPGA, 30 years ago, there weren't any professional women's sports leagues and federations. So it's still relatively young on the life cycle of sports in general, sports franchises for sure. So you, uh, I'm not sure there's necessarily a silver bullet today that is going to you know, catch women's sports up. I think the Women's Sports Network will be a backbone where we can extend seasons, we can bring athletes you know, to the forefront, we can really help you know, sponsors and brands that want to support these athletes have a home to come as well. And there's still a, you know, it's a journey and there's a lot more work to do. Um, I don't doubt knowing how hard these athletes work, that they will, they will continue to get the attention that they deserve. And we're just proud to be a part of it. How important was it for you to have the various organizations come together and support you. How important is that to the overall makeup of the network and its ultimate success? Well, it's critical. I mean, you know, again, as as we looked at this through a business lens, we were really pleased that all of our our founding league uh, uh, partners who came in to support this effort saw the value in coming together and aggregating together in one place. And I was a little surprised by that. Nobody said to us, we'll come in, but we'll, we want the first position or we want to only be in prime time. Everyone, all of our partners behind this saw the value in coming together really for the fans and the athletes and, 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 and the brands that want to support them. So that was, you know, interesting, um, not something that we necessarily expected when we, when we started out. And um, so the momentum behind this is, has really been, been terrific. And we're already now stepping out into the international market. So, you know, really the, the, the vision here for the Women Sports Network uh, is to be that single point of access for the women's sports fan globally. Are you uh, look actively looking at advertisers for the network? We are. Um, and those conversations um, have been just incredible. And again, I, I think it because it's, it's all coming from a very genuine place. Um, you know, this is not about selling media plans to sponsors. This is about going to the, the, the brands that have already raised their hands that say, we want to support these champions. And, and how can we come together and align all of our brands to do that? And when you start from really that pure of a place, it not only leads to much more interesting creative solutions, um, but, but also good business for, uh, for, for the leagues and the sponsors and, and the network for that matter. How do you see the marketplace developing over the next couple of years? Will we see a, a greater expansion of, of content coming into the uh, SVOD uh, streaming marketplace uh, from a sports perspective? A lot of people say, you know, we're, we're overproducing a bit for where the market is today. But now where you see 
Fox leaning in, Paramount leaning in, Comcast leaning in, this is just cable TV reinvented. So you have to be able to play at that level to win. And that was our thesis when we started Fast Studios just two years ago, and this is already our third network. And it's really important to work you know, in lockstep uh, with our distribution partners to make sure that we're delivering product that they're happy with. And it, it, certainly getting more competitive. Uh, we're, we're fortunate that we went deep into sports um, from the start. So we've got a lot of great knowledge and really on our Racing America channel, for example, where we're delivering 15 hours of live racing a week, we're seeing now um, live tune-in metrics. And, and that's relatively new just this year. You know, we launched that channel over a year ago and we're now seeing that the fan base is looking now to tune in in, in the fast ecosystem. So we expect more of that, you know, obviously for the giants like Amazon and what they're doing in football, they're going to certainly accelerate that behavior pattern from fans. So, you know, we look at all of that and to make sure that, you know, our networks are going to be in the, the top of the stack here for our distributors because they have to perform well um, and there's very little margin for error these days. Well, I, I wish you well on your uh, on your new venture with the Women's Network and other future endeavors going forward. Thank you very much for taking the time out to talk to me. Thanks a lot, Thomas. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the TV Sports Play Podcast. Until next time, take care.